think the, the learning of life is most painful and most obvious at the bottom. And I feel like I've been there enough times to know that I'll be there again. We've all messed up. There's big mistakes and smaller ones, but nobody is immune from making them. When we really screw something up, we might think that we've broken things forever. How can we possibly pick up the pieces left behind by some of our choices and keep going? To err is human, and to talk about it is honest. This is How I Broke This, the show about our big bad breaks. I'm Holly Hutchings. Dr. Todd Sala runs one of the largest dental practices in the country. He and his brother travel all over to train fellow dentists in how to build and maintain a healthy practice, from managing staff, performing procedures, to even contributing to the community. He also has developed an app that helps dentists like himself be more efficient. His other handful of businesses keep him busy, as does his beautiful family. But does someone who looks like they have it all have any misses on their score sheet? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, like, my mistakes that I was thinking about or the, the, the potholes that I fell in and stumbled, I don't think anything has been catastrophic. But either way, when you know you could have done better, they always feel really bad. Horrible or not, a person who's reached this level of success must have some things they look back on and think, maybe that wasn't awesome. My thought of this is I just always want to just try. Have you always been the type to go in and try without the fear of failure or the fear of your dad's voice in your head? Yeah, like I, exactly right. <laughs> I think for me, the, the fear of regret is greater than the fear of uh, trying and failing. So that for me, the, if I wouldn't have done that, I would always look back in my brain and been like, why didn't I just try like what's you know because you, you know I'm not a worst case scenario type person but that's kind of like the okay so if you don't then you can always just do the hmm, well, like kind of my motto is swing at the ball don't watch the ball go by because if you swing and miss who cares you at least tried like I, I was coaching last night in basketball and I was telling the kids I've never seen a basketball go into the hoop that is short that isn't doesn't have enough steam to get to the hoop but if they're high and they're far and they might hit somewhere in there, they might bounce around and actually go in. And I firmly believe that, that you have to at least get it to there because if you, or if you overanalyze the start of it, then it just never, you might miss your window. So is there anything that stands out in your mind of times you've shot and missed? Um, I have a, you know, I was thinking about the, the amount of things that I have started that I thought were really going to be really cool and big and I have a few of them and like one was um, I made an app and the app was um, called Laugh Your App Off and it was little emojis but they were funny emojis because I always thought that texting was more funny than it was like actually communication. Yeah, practical. So, practical. So I <laughs> like the idea of like a um, you know a little picture of a guy with bending over and it's got a little butt crack showing. I thought that'd be funny <laughs> to send somebody, right? So I have this whole thing. I make the app I invest all the money and the effort in you know getting software guys to do it and in my brain I'm just like excited yeah that is a money maker I'm just like oh I'm super excited like I'll invest (laughs) the money I 
go, you know, I find this guy in India and we're like, you know, communicating, we're getting things going and everything's looking promising, right? And just like the world, I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm, I'm unconscious and incompetent. I don't know enough to know that I'm just really dumb. That's it. It's just like, oh, I'm oblivious. Ah. And You're so, brave. I'm brave. Yeah, I, yeah so dumb, uh, too dumb to know any different. But so make the app. While the app's going through, you know, snafu after snafu. And then you, you know, you beg your friends to buy the dollar app. And you're just like, come on, like, you know, because you, yeah, know you just need a little traction. They're like, you're it. shooting for critical mass, and, you know, you know that there's a over the hump move where it starts rolling in your direction. So I'm enjoying the process of hassling all my friends and <laughs> sending them little crazy stuff. Butt crack emojis all Yeah, day. pretty much. Yes. And but maybe seriously, that's my. Seriously, that's like fun. That's, you know, you would think, like, if I'm thinking this is entertaining, my friends will probably be I would down. Do, I would like to think that there was a lot of people who would think that was entertaining. And as you see now with the emojis that are yeah. on, they are more, you know, there is a like unicorn a little, on there. Yeah. Right? There's a, there's more stuff. There's, more I think. More fun, more crude, more. There's a banana on there now. Right? <laughs> so, that's, you know, that's kind of what it is. Like, they're kind of leaning in that. Um, Lightful sort of direction. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know. And so. Was it a huge mistake? Um, financially, it wasn't good. It didn't go anywhere. I think I sold like 97 apps. <laughs> so that's $97 <laughs> minus 30%. So, you know, the investment for 60 bucks in return is like not good. I just chalk it up to I, I wanted to try it yeah because if it actually did catch on and you did have it and people actually were really interested and it would be then it, you're the coolest guy around I would have thought like... it was cool so when did it kind of set in that maybe it wasn't gonna take off uh, well I was uh, hell-bent on getting it off the ground because you know there was multiple steps in that process that it could have died that I could have pulled the plug and been like forget it but I wouldn't let it go because that's just not my nature I I like completion I like getting things going I'm not very good at finishing the job so at that point I knew that it was dead it was like you know you get reports back on emails and it say you sold three today and you sold two zero one Five, ooh, seven, ooh, and then it peters out, and then it goes into oblivion. So that was kind of one of those that I, you know, I'm not saying it was a dramatic mistake, but it, you know. I don't think they have to be, though. I think a lot of the things that we hold ourselves back from are kind of the more small opportunities that we're just afraid our friends will give us a hard time, or our dad would be like, that. I keep saying my dad. I don't have daddy issues. Yeah. Sorry, but, um, you know, that authority voice in your head that's like, why are you even going to yeah. do that? That's so dumb. The motto I have, along with the swing at the pitch, is do, get better, do again. And you can get stopped at any three of those levels. You could think about the doing. You can formulate it in your brain over and over and over, paralysis by analysis, and never even get to the do. And that's a 
big percentage. Then you get to the other percentage where they actually do it, but they, that's it. There's no more evolving. And I, I, that's where I get frustrated is because when I see people start and they do it, but they don't do it very well, they give up. You see it a lot with kids. They, they, they expect to be very good at something right as they pick it up. And you go, well, no, that's not how life really is. Um, and then get better and do it again. That's how the evolution is. I think the, um, the Home Depot is a, is a nice example for me because um, I heard an interview with Arthur Blank, and the interview was, how would you start the Home Depot and get it into every single city in the United States? And he said, lots and lots of expensive mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with him 100%. I mean, in my business, the, my main business of Salah Family Dentistry, you know, there's, that's what it is. It's your tolerance for trying and therefore the mistakes that ensue with the trying. So you don't really feel like you have had one breaking experience where you can look back and be like, oh man, that was either the worst thing I did or the opportunity of a lifetime that I missed? Or do you have those, sort of, but your personality just sounds like the type to have just learned and gleaned from it and moved along? I, I've definitely moved along on it. There's no doubt about it. I, the, the past doesn't strike my fancy. It, I'm not, I don't dwell on it. I've definitely learned a lot, and over the past year or two years, those mistakes that were there that um, I've stumbled over that I didn't know were there, um, that when you see things, like from my own business, like I'll see, um, I'll give you an example that I saw somebody when they were coming in my office, an employee, and I didn't know what time they were supposed to be showing up. I looked into it and then I uncovered some things that were not exactly what I wanted to be going on in my business. And those are the things that it's like, it's like stumbling and getting hit in the shin. It hurts. There's no way around it. Yeah. But what you learn is that you figure out how to make those systems better so you don't have to keep on falling in the same hole. Because the truth matters when you're always growing, you're, in, you're going into new land. And there's no road there, right? There's, there's truthfully no road. And if you don't stumble, I don't think you're trying. I mean, you're trying, but you're, you're not going at the speed at which you... I'm really interested in people's potential, including my own, on, if you call it God-given potential, how far can you stretch or how far do you want to remain in your own comfort zone? Um, Jason and I went to the Inc. 5000 meeting last fall. We were one of the fastest uh, growing companies in the United States last year. And all of my uh, fears that are in my brain of running a what I consider what is considered a large business are things like staff turnover, uh, people leaving you, payroll. That's a big one. Yeah, I mean it's large. When you have sixty people, it's 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 every two weeks and it's a it's a big deal. So there's all these things that go into the emotional side of it. And what I found with one of the speakers at the Inc. Five Thousand meeting was. They're super successful also on a different scale. They're large, large. You know, this is like um, Zappos and, you know, GoPro, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the speakers 
was talking about that he's at another level, but he still has those exact same worries. And it made me feel better because all the things that, you know, like what is going on in your brain, the, the talking, the possible negative self-doubt is there for everybody. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you have one employee or no employees or 60 or 2,000. Those, I mean. You feel like you're the only, like, new guy on the block or, like, you are the lowest on the, you know, like, yeah. you're the one growing. Oh, yeah. All these other people are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. And you kind of go, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what our number is. 4,864 out of, and we were in the top 5,000, right? <laughs> awesome. And it's like, it's really cool. It's kind of like a little feather in the cap. It's neat. And then what you realize is that whole room of 5,000 business owners have the exact same problems. It doesn't matter where you're at. What it gave me is more confidence to understand that, you know, payroll's going to come out again, and it's going to be okay. I have to just be a good enough steward to make sure that that bucket to pay people because of the service they provide is there for it. Yeah. And that's... Um, that was nice. It was nice. It was reassuring because when you become in your own little area, you're on an island. There's not a whole lot of outside influences except for the people you surround yourself with. You know, from like for me, because I'm a, a business owner, I have, you know, like five businesses. It's just more about being accepting of that there is going to be a roadblock. When you think it's going to happen, it's not going to happen because maybe the timing isn't right or maybe I'm pushing too hard or maybe I'm slowing the roll too much that I get in the way. And within all those behaviors or decisions that I'm responsible for, it either helps the problem or gets rid of the problem. And it's usually revolving around me, but that's what I found with all the businesses that we do is there's certain things I'm really good at and I try to make those more of my day. And there's certain things I'm not very good at, um, like gathering facts. And I, my motto would be ready, shoot, aim. And uh, most people that I s- surround myself with are the opposite. They're ready, aim, aim, aim. Should I shoot? I, all right, I'll shoot. No, I don't want to shoot. Right, that, and it's neither here nor there. They're both they they have their pros and cons to each. I think the the learning of life is most painful and most obvious at the bottom, and I feel like I've been there enough times to know that I'll be there again. Um, I would just like to maybe know that I could withstand that storm better now that I've been through that storm that it is not life or death in the bottom of the storm because the contrast of life is the beauty even though when you're in the bottom you're like get me out but you wouldn't know if you didn't have the juxtaposition of what a beautiful life is compared to how shitty it can be. Perspective is a real bitch. It really <laughs> is. It's like, it's just one of those just horrible. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, you know, sometimes maybe we're just a little whiny also. Yeah. Maybe that there's a little bit of that um, complaining about things that really aren't that big of a deal that yeah. um, 
we are pretty fortunate. I'm going to take away from you to just keep swinging. I do think that when I'm watching a basketball game or something, I'm like, well, they have to try to shoot the three. Yes. I can't be mad at them for missing it. Because if you'd have made it, I'd have been all over the place happy. (laughs) Exactly right. So, like, just keep swinging, shooting, whatever sports metaphor. Yeah. I mean, I, I coach basketball, and pretty much you would hear me scream a thousand times in a game, shoot it. Shoot the ball. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. I say shoot it. I said, well, you're never going to make it if it holds in your hand, right? (laughs) So last night I'm coaching the kids, and I I was like, Adam, and I'm like, you're really close to the basket. Stop all the kids. I'm like, you're like super close. Why don't you shoot it? And he's like, there's somebody in front of me. And I was like, there's always going to be somebody in front of you, always. And and then when I say that out loud, I go, I should probably think about that for myself also. Yeah, that sounded kind of beautiful. It's very apropos. (laughs) Thank you for listening to How I Broke This. If you have any guests that you think would be a good fit for my show, please email me at howibrokethis at gmail.com. And be sure to follow me on social media at How I Broke This on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to join me for the next Big Bad Break.